0: This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller.
1: In this show, we will discuss how buyer activity is up despite higher interest rates. And in the second segment, Aaron and I will interview this month's sponsor, Will Looper, with Movement Mortgage here in Lynchburg. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show, and I am your co-host and the marketing director at Carl Miller Realty, Yancey Campbell. We are located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg, and we are your caring, competent, trusted advisors for all things real estate sales and service. Special thanks to our sponsor this month, Looper Team Mortgage. Will Looper with Movement Mortgage in Lynchburg has the knowledge and products to get you into your next home while keeping as much money in your pocket as possible. Whether you are purchasing or refinancing, Will Looper and and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Contact them to learn more today at www.looperteammortgage.com.
0: It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty.
1: This week's featured listing is an amazing country home on almost four acres, including hundreds of blueberry bushes. Offering newer siding, gutters and shutters, two ensuite bedrooms, hardwood flooring, a spacious eat in kitchen, separate laundry room, and a back deck that spans the length of the home, overlooking a large yard and hardwood trees as well. There is a newer addition, main level ensuite offering vaulted ceilings, a walk in closet office nook and skylights. The second main level bedroom is currently featured as an office and the second level features three bedrooms including another large ensuite and two renovated bathrooms. The basement has a waterproofing system with battery backup, two-car garage, storage cellar and new heat pump for the main level. With lots of beautiful landscaping options don't miss the full-length porch, woodshed, pole shed and lots of room to play that this property offers. To learn more about our listings visit carlmillerrealty.com today. Well, thanks for listening to The Carl Miller Show. I am joined in the studio today by Aaron Rauscher, our Chief Operating Officer at Carl Miller Realty. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks for having me. You guys may recognize that someone very important is missing in the <laughs> studio today, and you are correct. Carl is out of town for a business trip, so you are stuck with Aaron and I for the day. But honestly, it's going to be a fun show. Yes, it is. Uh, if you guys have questions for us or want to learn more about Carl Miller Realty, you can find us on social media at Carl Miller Realty, and that's Facebook and Instagram. And then our website is carlmillerrealty.com. Aaron, it is great to have you back in the studio as my co host today. Thank you. It's fun to be here with you. We've done this a handful full of times now. Yes, we are the substitute Carls. That's right. We're basically pros. Aaron, are you doing anything fun this weekend?
2: I am hosting a cookout for all the mothers in my family oh, that's for a Mother's great idea. Day. So mine and Joey's, and then his sisters who are moms. That's so. awesome. Yeah.
1: Hopefully the weather's really pretty.
2: Yes. Here's to hoping. And then Saturday, I think I'll just chill out, have yeah. a day off. It's been a busy week in the office. <laughs> it so it's been awesome.
1: We've all been taken over while Carl's out of town. It's been a lot of fun, but also real estate yeah. can be stressful. And he works hard. So to cover for that's him right. is a lot of hard that's work. That's right. What uh, are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? I don't think so. Uh, oh, actually, yes I am. I completely forgot my brother-in-law is graduating from VCU with his physical therapy doctorate. So we are all going up there to be at his graduation. So super proud of him and We'll probably come home and have cake and ice cream and, you know, do all the graduation festivities. All the celebrations. Yeah, yeah. Well, for this segment, we want to talk about how buyer traffic is up despite how interest rates are also up. And in the second segment, we're going to talk today um, with Will Looper, who is a local mortgage lender, about interest rates and just some common mortgage terms as well. But if you're a homeowner thinking about making a move, you may wonder if it's still a good time to... um, Sell your house. And here's the good news. Even with higher mortgage rates, buyer traffic is actually picking up speed. Data from the latest Showing Time Showing Index, which is a measure of buyers actively touring homes, helps paint the picture of how much buyer demand has increased in recent months. So we're going to really focus in on the first quarter of this year and what we've seen compared to last year's first quarter. So the graph shows the first two months of 2023. So January and February saw a noticeable increase in buyer traffic. That's likely because the limited number of homes for sale kept shoppers looking for homes even during colder months because as Carl has said before the spring and summer is really when people kind of come out of hiding from the winter and start looking for homes but we even saw that in the cold months as well Um, the uptick in buyer traffic is even more noteworthy considering the increase in mortgage rates this February and the Freddie Mac 30 year fixed mortgage rate rose from 6.09 percent during the week of February 2nd to 6.5 percent percent in the week of february 23rd so a huge increase over that 21 day span but even with higher rates more buyers were looking for a home jeff tucker who is the senior economist at zillow says that the increased buyer activity could continue he said quote more buyers will keep coming out of the woodwork we always see a seasonal uptick in home shoppers in the spring and summer months aaron i again i'll say this when we're talking with Will as well, but you see a lot of contracts come through. You're our COO, but you also used to be a full time transaction coordinator, and you still do a little bit of that work. Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, are you are are you feeling this with contracts coming in more buyers? Yeah, I think you
2: kind of felt the typical spring and summer uptick that that was talking about, where just people are out and about and looking for homes. And yes, it's even with the interest rate activity, mm-hmm. it is
1: still a good time to buy a yeah. house, and people are still buying. So. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the fluctuation in the market, even in just comparing from last spring?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting to compare the data. And I mean, I think home prices overall, the median price is up from mm-hmm. year to date last year, which is interesting. You know, it's so it's still a strong market, but then we've seen that inventory is still low. And so yeah. anytime there's, you know, the supply and demand dynamic is is kicking in and anytime mm-hmm. there's low inventory, but there's still a lot of buyers wanting to buy, you're going to see a frenzy. And so we'll still have multiple offer situations. And, and things like that. The homes that are really good, that are showing well, and are priced right, are still selling quickly, and yeah. buyers are still clamoring for them.
1: Yeah. Let's focus on first-time home buyers for a second. If you're buying your first home, you probably don't have the budget for your dream home quite yet, but you can make it yours along the way and build equity in the process. I have run into first-time home buyers who think they can afford a certain home and kind of have it in their mind for this kind of style and they end up being very far off from what they've originally placed their heart on with what they're pre-qualified or pre-approved for. Zestimates, and we all know which website I'm speaking of, they have a margin of error. So just be careful when you see like a Zestimate online, make sure you actually are pulling data or speaking with your local agent on what it actually is priced for. Your real estate agent should know the nuances of a neighborhood and be well-versed in looking at comps or comparable homes in the area to determine whether a home is priced correctly for you as well. Uh, Erin, we have a couple minutes left in this segment. Let's chat for a bit about the inventory here locally in Lynchburg it is down and you mentioned that earlier we do not have a ton of inventory on the market a little over a month supply and homes between the prices of 200 and 300,000 are still going really fast
2: yes that is the sweet spot and we were talking with a mentor the other day our team was and kind of they were saying an interesting perspective and that's that you know if It feels like a hard time to buy right now because of interest rates. So some buyers might be shying away. But they were saying it's good to buy when it's hard because when it's easy to buy, everybody's going to be doing it. So to some degree, you know, you might be benefiting if you're buying now while interest rates still aren't quite as low as you might want them to be. But planning to refinance down the road because that still does weed out maybe some of the Mm -hmm. buyers who would buy. Like you said, people might be off in what they thought that they Mm -hmm. could get, what they maybe were initially pre-approved for changed when the interest rates rose. And so they're having to look at a home in a lower price point. And so those kinds of things, you know, if you can bite the bullet and buy, even though interest rates may not be exactly where you want them to be, you may be avoiding some of the traffic that would come if they were lower. So it's just a really interesting dynamic to see the different strengths in the market now from last year. But it's still such a strong market and there's advantages now that weren't there then.
1: Yeah. And if you were a listener and you've been waiting to find the perfect home, you might have to keep waiting. But if you were willing to make a list of non-negotiables versus negotiables Uh, do that with your spouse or your family member or just with yourself if you're buying a home if a home meets 85 percent or more of the requirements you're looking for obviously with things considered of you know condition of the home then consider making an offer on that talk with your agent
0: carl's clips carl's real estate tip of the week
1: if you are a first-time homebuyer or someone who has been working their full first full-time job for less than five years, you may be having questions about house payments and what they look like, what can you afford. A good realtor will not just care about how much you're pre-approved for, but almost Also, how much you're comfortable paying every month once you factor in things like maintenance and potential HOA fees, not to mention if you buy something that's a fixer-upper, how much you're going to need to put in post-closing. Bidding wars are prevalent, but to potentially prevent heartbreak in the home buying process, you could possibly look at homes that are on the lower end of your budget so you have some wiggle room to make counter offers. Even though the market is still hot, we are seeing counteroffers and concessions come back into play more and more. So talk with your agent and your lender to see exactly what you can afford and put your best foot forward when placing an offer. When we come back, we will be discussing interest rates and much more all in the next segment with our month sponsor, Will Looper. Stay tuned. back to the carl miller show i am yancey your co-host and marketing director at carl miller realty and like we mentioned in the first segment carl is out of town on a business trip so our chief operations officer aaron is in the studio t- with us today welcome back aaron thank you
0: it's time for carl miller realty's story of the week
1: our story of the week this week is about an agent of ours that went the extra mile quite literally after helping their buyers get a home under contract last month. The job was not over after um, you know they got under contract and the agent needed to get the contract to closing, but something else that her buyers needed was internet. This property was in Gladys, Virginia, in a very rural area, um, a little bit further out from Lynchburg, and requ- required a lot of research as to what the best route to go for internet was. And so that agent did the research and... After calling three different internet companies, they finally settled on one, and the agent pretty much set up the installation details as the clients were out of town and at the end of the day they closed on their home and had a new wi-fi system waiting for them when they arrived so this is the kind of care that we provide at carl miller realty and not only do we help you find a home we help you find internet as well (laughs) i love that story (laughs) (laughs) that's great well we are joined in this second segment by this month's sponsor and it's actually been the sponsor for march april and may of the carl miller show Will Looper. Welcome, Will. Hey, how are you? Good, good. It's good to have you back. And you're no stranger to this radio show, as you guys over at Movement Mortgage have sponsored it many times, and we've brought you on as a guest before.
3: Yeah, yeah. We'd love to be a part of it.
1: So I would love to just spend this segment um, breaking down the basics. You know, we've had you on before. We've we've heard about your background, what got you into the lending world um, but but today, I you know, I wanted to talk just over some common mortgage terms that maybe people don't know what they mean. Because we're all in the world of real estate and use them day in and day out. But just the average person might not know what they mean. And I recently saw an article pop up from Rocket Mortgage. and Ooh. Now, let me be the first to say, <laughs> let me be the first to say you want to use a local lender, not an online lending company. But I did think that the article, the statistics in it were very interesting. And so the article stated remember when you sat through your first required foreign language class in school and the vocabulary seemed so out of reach learning mortgage terms during the home buying process can feel a little bit like that we asked 2000 americans which home buying terms they understood unsurprisingly those with the most experience in the home buying and selling market are the most familiar with mortgage terms the more surprising group is the people who reported not knowing any terms at all would, would you agree with that, Will?
3: Oh, there are so many abbreviations. Yeah. <laughs> so many abbreviations to, to learn.
1: Yeah. I feel like even just, an Aaron, you could probably attest to this as well, in real estate it's the exact same. Like, I still hear words. And I'm like, hold on, what does that mean? And <laughs> yeah. Carl has to explain it to me. But uh, a couple of the stats from that article were 40% of those surveyed didn't know any home buying terms. That's a large number of people right there. Uh, men were... 1.2 times more likely to get confused by home buying terms than women. We won't get into that, but that's believable. <laughs> I have a funny
3: story about that. Afterwards. What is that? I want to hear. Well, so the very first time that we bought our house, uh, I was not in mortgages yet. Uh-huh. And my wife literally did the entire thing. I showed did up she? to sign and was like, hey, so... Uh, <laughs> We're getting a house, huh? You know, so no, I, I uh, That's hilarious. identify with that statement.
1: Yeah. Uh, millennials aged 25 through 34 were the least likely to know any home buying terms. Amortization was the most confusing mortgage term for those surveyed, and down payment was the least confusing. (laughs) Again, I can agree with that part. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think I could explain amortization if you (laughs) asked me. But, Will, I would love to just uh, educate listeners in this segment on these common terms and also hear your perspective on rates currently in the latter portion of this segment as well. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so starting off with number one, down payment. And so, again, this one, of the people surveyed was the least confusing term but explain that to us what's a down payment
3: yeah so down payment is basically your part of the required funds to invest so like if there are mortgages with with no down payment required Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of them do require uh, anywhere from three percent to twenty to however much you want to put down Mm -hmm. so it's usually a minimum not necessarily a maximum
1: Google says that one of the top searches within the keyword mortgage is how do you qualify for a loan? What would you how would you answer that?
3: Oh man, (laughs) That is a great question. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, Your credit score is one of the first hurdles. Uh, How much you get approved for is based on your debt to income ratio. So Mm -hmm. somebody could have an 800 credit score, make five grand a month. And if they have, you know, twenty five hundred dollars, caught up in in monthly liabilities then mm-hmm. that means that 50 percent of their debt i'm mm-hmm. sorry 50 percent of their income is already being used towards debt so mm-hmm. that person is not going to qualify for hardly anything mm-hmm. um but you could have somebody that makes three thousand dollars a month with no debt and they'll qualify for more
1: mm-hmm. than the person
3: that makes more money because their ratios are, are
2: gotcha better.
1: gotcha very interesting
3: yeah
2: so number two was closing costs. What do closing costs consist of?
3: So closing costs are basically the fees that go along uh, with purchasing a home. So obviously you've got your down payment, and that's part of the you know that's part of the money that you bring to the table in the transaction. But in addition to the down payment, there are closing costs. Um, different loan programs allow you to negotiate to have the seller pay a certain amount of those closing costs. Mm-hmm. Um, even have a have a position where the seller pays all of them, mm-hmm. um, but. But that is all going to be negotiated in the when you're coming to the terms of the contract.
2: Yeah.
1: How long does it take on the financing side to close on a home? Does that vary with each program? What does that look like?
3: So, yes, uh, taking mortgage out of it, a cash purchase can Mm -hmm. be done in a week. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the typical time for a mortgage is 30 days. The fastest we've ever done is 10 uh, I've seen people, you know, be 90 days out if they're waiting on a new construction. Mm-hmm. So it varies, but mm-hmm. the typical time is about 30 days.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to closing costs. Will, are you seeing more recently people buying down with the rates where they're at? What does that kind of look like? Or does it just fluctuate? Because I know to buy down, you have to have some cash on hand, things mm-hmm. like that.
3: Yeah. It's, it's actually a really interesting time, um, with interest rates because as everyone knows, they've been not great for the mm-hmm. last year and a half. Um, But they are projected to be improved within the next two years. So Mm -hmm. to the point where movement actually came up with something called the movement purchasers advantage, Mm -hmm. where if you buy a house and you close before June 30th, with the fact that we know rates are probably going to be better in the next Mm -hmm. two years, we will allow you to refinance your loan to the lower interest rate before december of 2024 oh, and wow. waive all lender fees wow mm. so there's still i mean there's still government fees because government likes to get theirs yeah. <laughs> uh, There's settlement fees but anything that we have control over gets waived wow. that's
1: amazing that's amazing mm-hmm. and that's june 30th of this year
3: correct okay correct
1: mm-hmm. all right number three uh the term annual percentage rate or you might see it on billboards or postcards apr mm-hmm. uh what what is it apr
3: so The APR um, is actually kind of misleading Mm -hmm. because what the APR does is it actually takes your your interest rate, which is the actual thing that determines your loan payment, and then they add some of the fees of closing cost expressed as an interest rate Mm -hmm. to come up with an APR. So it's... And what makes it even more confusing is that some fees are included in the APR, some are not. Um, So the main thing you want to look at on a loan estimate when you're determining, like, if if you're getting a good deal or not and all that stuff is going to be the interest rate itself. Mm, So the APR, some people get a little confused with it. um, But, yeah, the interest rate is the main thing you want to look at.
1: Gotcha. Number four, appraisal. Why is an appraisal needed and what is it?
3: So an appraisal is when a certified a professional uh, appraiser goes out and basically makes sure that the house that you are buying is worth what you are buying it for. Mm. Um, a lot of stuff that got us in trouble in 2008 were people buying a house for you know five hundred thousand dollars or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was actually only worth three hundred. So when those people inevitably walked away, mm-hmm. now the bank is left you know with something to sell for only 300000 when they've lent 500000 on it, which, mm-hmm. you know, they've taken steps to make sure that doesn't happen again. But that is why an appraisal is required. It's to make sure that the house you're buying is worth what you're paying for it.
1: And did we kind of see the other end of the spectrum happen with 2020 when homes were just selling super high? Or does that look a little bit different than what 08 was as far as them selling low? I don't know if that question makes sense, but yeah. like appraisals coming in really high, like... Mm-hmm.
3: So 2020 um, and to an extent, the end of 2021, uh, because the market was so crazy Mm -hmm. and people were buying houses and paying over the asking price, once those houses close, like if you're buying a house for 250 Mm -hmm. and some guy out of town is like, I'll pay 270, I don't care what it says. Then all of a sudden when that house closes, that is now a comparable sale Mm -hmm. for houses around it. Mm -hmm. So three months later, some guy wants to sell, some guy in the neighborhood wants to sell his house he looks at that and says, well, that sold for 270, mm-hmm. and the appraiser has to go off of what that says because mm-hmm. it's market value. Yeah. So it um, did have a little bit of an effect this year, uh, well, 2022, 2023, uh, just because stuff was coming in actually over, over what the asking price was, because once the market cooled down and people weren't offering more than what houses were worth, mm-hmm. the market value from the previous hot market still said it was higher. So...
1: So interesting.
3: Yeah. It's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, Aaron, we you you see a lot of contracts on the daily. Um I had a client ask me the other day, what what does it mean if our appraisal comes in lower than, you know, what we're purchasing it for? Can you kind of explain to our listeners what that looks like and what the action steps are for that?
2: Yeah, there's a couple paths forward. I mean, technically it's it's kind of on the buyer to present or, or ask for a solution on that. So they, you know, oftentimes the buyer will ask the seller to reduce the purchase price to the appraised value. But again, in this market where people will pay things not caring what it's worth, yeah. they can also bring cash. If the buyer has cash to bring to closing and they know this seller could go and resell the house, they don't want to lose out on it, they can just bring the difference. Or maybe they'll ask the seller if they'll split the difference and, mm. and you know go halfway where the buyer's bringing half of the difference between the purchase price and appraised value and the seller's coming down to that yeah. number. So yeah. there's a couple different ways it can go. So the next term is refinancing. What is it and when should I do it?
3: Oh, man, not now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you bought a house, uh, you know, 2020 20 to 2021, 20, uh, you probably have a rate in the low threes, if not under. Um, and honestly, rates right now are six and a half, seven percent, mm-hmm. because a lot of refinances actually have a higher than a higher interest rate than a purchase. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you don't want to suddenly increase your house payment by refinancing. That's why a home equity line, which we can get to at another point, Mm -hmm. um, usually ends up being a good way to access your equity. But what refinancing basically does is it replaces your current mortgage with a new one. right? So, for example, those people buying right now are going to plan to refinance within the next two (laughs) years because somebody getting in at six and a half right now, if a year from now they're at five and a half, mm-hmm. then that's going to have a way better term, and you're going to be able to save a lot of money if you get a new mortgage based on the future market's value.
2: What are the costs of refinancing?
3: There are some closing costs. Um, you're going to see a couple lender fees. You know, unless you do that program we just talked mm-hmm. about, um, the government does like to charge uh, transfer taxes, basically when it goes from one mortgage to another. So. Mm-hmm. They are less than a purchase's closing costs, but the benefit of a refinance is that you can use your home's equity to pay those closing costs. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. a lot of times you don't have to come to anything with the table. Yeah. You just basically finance in the closing costs, uh-huh. and if it's going to cost, say, $2,500, but it's going to save you $250 mm-hmm. a month, then that's paid itself off in 10 months. Yeah. And from that point on, you're saving you know, all that money About every a single rate. month. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So number six, amortization. <laughs> this is the hard one that confused <laughs> the most people. What does the word amortization mean?
3: So, all right, think of it this way. If you have a credit card, right, and you have ten thousand dollars on that credit card, then the interest on that is gonna be high. So your minimum payment is going to be a, a higher amount. But once you pay that credit card down to five thousand, two thousand, that payment is going to be lower. Right, with a mortgage payment, if you bought, if you borrow two hundred thousand dollars, if it was like a, if it was like a credit card was paid, that payment would be astronomical, mm-hmm. right? Whereas twenty nine years down the road, if you've made your minimum payments every month, the payment would be so much lower because hey, you know now the balance is lower. Mm-hmm. So to avoid that, what they do is they basically calculate out an entire thirty year payment schedule, and then they divvy it up to where the payment with principal and interest is the same for every single payment within those 30 years mm-hmm. and that is called amortization
1: that's a lot more basic than i thought <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh don't ask me to calculate it i can't no, do it no, yeah.
1: no. <laughs> <Hey>, think <but laughs> you do that for the real estate exam do you remember that Aaron? Yes. the amortization you had to table calculate it? Yes. oh yeah oh yeah
3: Jeez, didn't have to do like that pen and paper yeah. while you're
1: taking the test. And I was like, this is awful. But and I got my <laughs> license after I'd been
2: working already in the industry for yeah. like four years. and I was like, I do not need yeah. to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think even the people who need to do this do it like this with a, a calculator. We have software for that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Right. Not once as a realtor have I ever had to sit down no. and do an amortization rate. But they
2: make programs for anyways, this. Yep. It's
1: okay. Uh, yes. Well, we have a few minutes left on this segment of the show, Will. I would love to just hear... From a local loan expert on what the updated rates are for just in going into the second quarter of this year, and what are you seeing?
3: Yeah, so um I was we were talking before the show. Uh, mm-hmm. there are it's an interesting day for for interest rates. Um, since probably January, a lot of market analysts had today May tenth, sorry, if that's dating the show no that's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're recording this early because yeah. we're all very busy this yeah. week.
3: <laughs> so. Uh, But they had today circled as the day that um, we were going to see a really big increase Mm -hmm. uh, in the value of a mortgage bond, which brings interest rates down. The reason for that was we were going to have really good inflation numbers today. But uh, April of 2022's numbers were revised, which means the year-over-year inflation does not show as much of an improvement as it did previously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So long story short, because of that, and they revised it like Sunday. So, we've wow. been yeah, anyway. So, we've had all this time um planning for May 10th to be a great day for rates <laughs> yeah. and turns out that they're like, "Hey, JK, we're not going to do that." The so, yeah. no way. Yeah. <laughs> they so, do that? <laughs> I know it's weird. Um but uh it according to the market so far today, um it has stayed pretty standard. Um it's stayed roughly in the same range. Mm-hmm. There should be Still probably a lot of volatility today, um, but hopefully by the end of this week, we'll kind of have a, a more concrete idea of, of a timeline. Mm-hmm. They do still forecast rates improving. It may not start as early as they planned. Gotcha. You know?
1: Gotcha. So, OK. Well, that's very good to know. Not
3: going to get worse, though. That's good. Uh, hey, that's
1: great because that's, that's great we yeah. didn't know that six months yeah. ago or a year ago. <laughs> so, Will, if people want to get in touch with you and your company, where should they go?
3: Uh, You can reach our office at 434-221-3823. Um, we have an entire team of folks that are ready to be of assistance. Uh, you can email me directly, Looper, L-U-P-E-R, at movement.com, uh, or you can apply online at www.looperteammortgage.com.
1: And you guys have awesome social media presence as well. <laughs> I have
3: an excellent marketing person. That's I, can, right. <laughs> I can claim no, no credit on that, but she does a
0: wonderful job.
1: Well, Will, thank you so much for coming onto the show and also being a sponsor of The Carl Miller Show
0: this month. Absolutely and now the bizarre real estate fact of the week
1: this one's kind of spooky guys one in ten americans sell their home due to paranormal activity and some people even stated that they bought their house knowing that it was haunted and a survey conducted by cinch home services revealed that one in ten americans have sold their home due to Scary experiences. So that's kind of creepy. I wonder how many of those are in Lynchburg. Many Americans decided to sell up and move on because of scary circumstances. And half of these encounters apparently occurred in homes with two floors. I don't know if I believe in all that but I thought it was a bizarre real estate fact and people are certainly (laughs) superstitious that's right (laughs) well if you guys have real estate questions that you want answered on the air send your questions to any of our social media platforms thank you for tuning in to the Carl Miller show we are your local caring competent and trusted advisors for all things real estate if you are looking to move this summer don't wait contact us today at carlmillerrealty.com summer break is just around the corner and it is a great time to move we are fully equipped to help you get where you want to go see you next week and don't forget to check out past episodes of the carl miller show podcast available on itunes spotify or your favorite podcast platform special thanks to this month's sponsor looper team mortgage have a great weekend